Travels that don't trip on the usual with Beyond a Travel is a show where people with wanderlust share a detailed account of their travels, talking about their experiences, memories, unforgettable moments and more. Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel podcast from Beyond Experiences. My name is Kishan and I'm going to be speaking with Anand today and precisely on the northeast of India. Hi Anand. Hi Kishan. Hey Anand. Um I know it was sometime back when you had been to the northeast of India. Yeah. Right. And we've been hearing that the northeast of India is fairly different from the other sides, right? From the west of India, the south, southern part of India and all that. So could you tell us what what is so different what is what is that which is outstanding uh, in the northeast look the northeast of india is a bit of a secluded kind of a region so they call it the the seven sisters okay right the states of the northeast and they are all connected by something that they call a chicken neck so the chicken neck is that part of india small strip of land that is that passes through siliguri and that region and therefore everything used to once upon a time have to go through that one part uh, which is why it was kind of cut off from the rest of india the, the 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 culture and all of that has also been very different it has kind of developed very differently in that sense traveling there gives one a feeling of 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 a part of india that you've never been exposed to so tell me one thing uh, anand i mean whenever i think about the northeast you know i've always read and heard about maoism and you know that it's not a very safe place to go to does that still hold good not really all the time that have been every one of the times that i've been to the northeast it's been a fantastic experience the people are lovely they're extremely friendly uh, in fact this time that i had gone into gone to sikkim the uh, a few months back i'd gone into sikkim and people there half the people had uh, children or nephews or uh, some of the youngsters are studying in bangalore and delhi and so on and so forth it is it's very very friendly very simple very innocent people yes there are parts that are a bit of an issue to go to but those are places where you're normally not advised to go okay places normally one tends to go is it's completely safe and it's it's fabulous okay that's great so what are you going to tell us uh, about in in this uh, week's podcast Oh I thought I'd just talk about so, so I've been I've not been very extensively around the northeast okay, okay. I'll be honest about that I've been, I've been into uh, I've, I've grown up in uh, West Bengal so that's one area I've been in that's not technically the northeast but I've been to Sikkim quite a bit of Sikkim and I've been into Arunachal so I'll talk about that uh-huh. uh, the rest of it you should probably call up Rashmi and uh, she'll be able to she's a more extensive traveler in the northeast okay But let me just tell you about this time that uh, we went into uh, a few friends went into Mechuka. Have you heard of Mechuka? Mechuka no never. Where where does that come? It it's in Arunachal. Okay. So Arunachal is a large mountainous state. Okay, it's got a very small population, more than 80% forest cover and three international labors to boot. There's Tawang, there's Bomdila belt on one side. This is what is known as the Dalai Lama trail by the way. they've got the longest river bridge of india on the other side uh, sage parashuram the sixth avatar uh, according to hindu mythology of vishnu is supposed to have washed off his guilt in the brahmaputra river you know he had this guilt that having uh, uh, killed his mother and his father's behest etc so he washed it off in the brahmaputra river the, the list is huge yeah. arunachal is like fabulous one episode will not do justice to the state 
and probably Rashmi is the best bet for that. So you should do another episode, Kishan, uh, uh, on Arunachal. But uh, this bunch of friends and uh, from Calcutta called me up and said that you know we're getting into Mechuka, and I said okay, just because I didn't know where it was and I'd never heard of it. Okay. So I went there. I decided not to read up on it. Also. Okay. You know, we do so much of this travel and all that. You keep uh, uh, curating trips for people. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure when someone else is doing the work for you. That's right. That's right. So I just told them I'm not going to read up on anything. I will land in Calcutta Airport. After that, you figure out. Okay. That's exactly what I did. I reached Calcutta Airport, met my friends out there, uh, and then we all went from there. We took a flight to Dibrugarh. Dibrugarh. Now, yeah, it is in Assam. Yes. And you were mentioning that. Mechuka is in Arunachal. Arunachal. So okay. I landed in uh, Dibrugarh because uh, there is need for an inner line permit to get into ah, Arunachal. There's okay. an army office there. You take a permit. Although you know Arunachal is a part of India itself, yeah, right? I know that there is a certain degree of conflict, you know, that arises between China and India at times. Yes. So in spite of that, we require a permit, is it? Yes. There is. And why is that? Uh, because it's so close to the China border. Uh, Mechuka, for instance, it's 30 kilometers away from China, ah. the border. So. Uh, it's so close that for security reasons they insist on on the permit that is there okay uh, for outsiders to get in okay uh, so we went in and from dibrugarh so i stayed for a night in dibrugarh okay. very small guest house but we just needed to kind of uh, stretch our sore limbs and uh, you know okay. have a drink or two in the evening it was a decision that initially i had wondered why should we stay in dibrugarh why don't we just go mm-hmm. but this friend of mine uh, arutirtha mm-hmm. was extremely insistent that we stay there Okay. And with very good reason, which I realized later. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a town. It's a small commercial kind of town. Nothing to write home about and all that. So when I landed, I, I didn't have a great impression of it. Mm-hmm. Come evening, the place is transformed. Okay. So there is a Brahmaputra that uh, goes around there. Mm-hmm. In Arunachal, the Brahmaputra is right. called the Siam, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, in Assam, it is still the Brahmaputra. It goes, and on the banks of it is where this town is situated. And our guest house is bang on the banks of it. Oh, so it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Guest house is not very beautiful. Nothing to write home about. But the banks of the river, they have a walking track through the around the banks. Mm. And you know, you know me. I I don't uh, much enjoy running. I love walking. I love hiking, right. but not running. Right. I did ten kilometers on that stretch wow. on that route yeah. <laughs> just because it was so beautiful. Right. So we went out there for a walk, and the morning I went out there for a run on that uh, bank, and uh, it was fantastic. The sunset is something else in that place. Mm-hmm. So that was beautiful. And then uh, we collected the inner line, took a jeep the next day in the morning, collected the inner line permit. I had no clue what was in store for me, but the damn jeep went to one place. We had to cross the Brahmaputra, so you, the jeep gets onto a ferry and you cross the river. Okay. And you can just sit in the jeep as you're as you're crossing, or but because it's so hot, you can sit inside also. Okay. One of our one one friend of mine who was in the group, he claimed to have seen a dolphin out there. Dolphin. Yeah, uh, we're all sure uh, he hasn't. He believes he has. We think it's a bear. Okay. But anyway, we landed on the other side and then started the most, the most bone-rattling, nerve-wracking ride that I had. Okay. Muddy, rocky roads in the evening. The jeep going this way and that. You know, potholes of Bangalore and Mumbai and Chennai are nothing now for me uh-huh. because you just went. Banging around, I'm a tall guy, and I kept hitting the top of the bolero every time. Right. So it must have taken you quite uh, quite a few hours to reach. Yes. Uh, By the time, no, we didn't reach Mechuka still. We reached a place called Along. Along is this um, uh, is a transit point really. Okay. And it's a it's a commercial kind of place. We reached Along late in the night. And stayed there because we were too tired. So, how far is Mechuka? Approximately, how many kilometers from Dibrugarh? I'm not sure of the number of kilometers, but I do know that I spent 
a full day on the jeep to along we wow. reached there in the night and then we left uh, dibrugarh in the morning at about 9 9:30ish and we reached uh, with the ferry waiting time for the ferry and all of that we reached along at in the late in the night Okay. And then stayed there. We just plonked ourselves and went to sleep. Next day in the morning, we went off. From there, Machuca is very close by. Okay. Along has a helipad, so you could take a helicopter. They have these uh, chopper service, which are now. Then it was not there, but now there's a chopper service which uh, um, connects all these places like a shuttle. So I would presume Machuca is in the hills somewhere. It's a valley in the hills. So from here, we started off uh, from along the next day in the morning, and we reached this valley. And through this nerve-wracking ride that I told you. When we reached Mechuka, it was just something else. Okay. Okay. A completely green valley. Okay. In the middle of snowy mountains. Wow. So all around are snowy mountains, and the middle of it is this really, really green, green, green valley. Mm-hmm. There's a stream that goes in the middle of it. There's a river kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There are bridges across that. Houses are clustered around the stream and around a road that is out there. Mm-hmm. It's just fabulous. Lovely food. Lovely people. Fabulous drinks. Lots of drinks actually. Mm-hmm. And 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 very simple accommodation. It's not like a five star kind of an accommodation. Not too many of those. No, mm-hmm. not too much of accommodation. Also, all homestays. So is this reminds me of uh, the the Kas Valley. I mean, uh, you know, where there's a lot of greenery, and of course, there was there there are flowers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And all is this similar? I mean, it seems to be much more beautiful from what you're saying because if you have the 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 stream passing by yeah. below, and you have snow-clad mountains. and all it sounds very european to me but it also reminds me of the kas valley that's right it, the only thing is the kas valley is on the mountains it's on the black soil that's where those flowers bloom mm-hmm. this one and and it is through that uh, what ghat was that malshej ghat mm-hmm. and all that it's a very different kind of a beauty there you know especially if you go in the monsoons and malshej ghat is beautiful in the monsoons mm-hmm. those waterfalls it's this is very different Mm-hmm. This is like sparkling clean. There's a bite in the air, and the air is completely clear. The sky is completely clear. It's, it's a very, it's got a very different stark beauty. It's to my mind, if you were shooting a picture, then this is a picture shot on a DSLR. Let's say everything seems very sharply outlined. The features mm-hmm. of the place. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes sense. But but then it, it was really beautiful. We met a couple of. Uh, a gang of bikers out there who come wow. out there. They had some uh, bullet riders club meet or something like that. Mm-hmm. I met a couple of guys, man, from Mysore. Oh, one guy from Mysore. He'd ridden from Mysore all the way there. Wow. And there's a the couple of guys from Madurai who had ridden all the way. These all bankers, and huh? this guy from Mysore worked in HDFC Bank. Hmm. I was looking at them and saying, "Do you have blisters where where you can't see them? Right. You know, you ride for so long on right. a bloody right. bike. Right. Anyway, but to each his own. They were mad thrilled by the entire experience." But we had some fun. We had bonfire. We had drinks. We had a lot of chatting around the place, and some amazing experiences. Okay. So, you know, so when you talk about amazing experiences, anything that is that stands out uh, that that comes to your mind uh, in Mechuka? Of course. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, so there's some very lovely treks. They're day treks, really. You can go in the morning, come back in the evening. Not very far. Not very tough. A fairly uh, easy kind of treks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a tougher trek, which is an overnight one. I haven't done it. I'll do it the next time I go there, which is to the Mechuka Lake. Mm-hmm. That takes about two days, and you have to camp on the banks of the lake. But apparently, if you do it during winter, though it's a tough trek, it's beautiful. It's out of the world. It seems. Mm-hmm. However, what I did do is I went to one monastery. Uh, one no, before the monastery, I went to a gurdwara. Oh, 
Now there's a small gurudwara which is run by the army battalion. That only it's 30 kilometers from the Chinese border. So there's an army battalion that's uh, stationed there. They run a gurudwara out there. Okay. I think it's a Sikh regiment. They run a gurudwara there and they give langar out there. So I went there to have langar because it was afternoon and you know I love langars and these gurudwaras. So I went there to eat lovely food, very simple but fabulous food. Mm-hmm. Ate all of that, and then this guy sat down, and he was there was nobody else out there. So he was telling us a story, the army man. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was very interesting, Kishan. It might uh, extend the time for you, but but you know, it's a very interesting story. So apparently, uh, Guru Nanak used to travel to a lot of international places, mm-hmm. right? And he'd been to China and to Tibet and to Iran and all over the place. Right. So and all of this was on foot in those days. Mm-hmm. So when he was Guru Nanak, you know, is the Founder of Nasikur. So he was coming back from China, and he came by Tibet and found some people in the Tibetan region, the plateau. They were suffering because of the climate, etc. He took a whole bunch of them, brought them into Arunachal, into this place, settled them there, and then went back on his way back to Punjab. Hmm. These guys stayed here. Nobody uh, remembered about them, and they were just continuing. So when this regiment came in, this this particular Sikh regiment that I told you, when they came in, suddenly in that village there was some child who was unwell. So the uh, uh, person from the regiment, the doctor and the head of the regiment, they went out there to see the child and to treat him. And they came upon this puja room that they had, where they had this large picture of Guru Nanak, and they were calling him Nanak Lama. Oh, and they were praying to him. So, so they're basically Tibetans. They are Tibetans, okay. but they pray to Nanak Lama, right? And this is Guru Nanak, and then they suddenly realize that there is a Guru Nanak connected. They came and checked, and they realized in one place there was this legend of Guru Nanak having come there mm-hmm. and fought with a bear. Oh, and uh, there are two of his. So there is a cave in which he meditated. All of that came up. So then they built the Gurudwara there. Okay. So that was one. The other was this monastery. I almost told you about some time back. Right. Um, there is a shortish trek, a day long trek actually. That goes up to the top of a peak, and there's a small monastery out there. We mm-hmm. walked up there, all of us. Reached there, fairly tired, and there there was no one. Mm-hmm. There was just one old man who was making a wooden bowl out of a block of wood. Okay, that's it, and that was his form of meditation, man. Mm-hmm. He was just making that. So, and he was polishing it. He was taking his time. He had this very nice smile on his face, and very peaceful, at peace with himself, mm-hmm. doing something as unproductive as that. Mm-hmm. So we went and talked to him, clicked a couple of pictures. Arudhita, the one I told you about, is a great photographer. So we went and took some pictures of him, and then we sat chatting with him. Hmm. We're sitting there and chatting, and I asked him, "Why are you doing this when you can buy it?" He says that no, I'm just doing it because it, I like doing it. Hmm. So I said, "Okay," and then I make it extremely beautiful, as beautiful as I can. I said, "Then what? You keep it in your house?" He says, "No, I just give it to him." Ah, okay. He said, "If you had come even two days later, this would have been finished. I would have given it away to you." Wow. I said, my God, that's the that's such true philosophy. Make a thing of beauty. Don't get attached to it. Give it away to people. Right, right, right. So that's that was a standout experience for me. That man who was carving that is still stuck in my mind. Yeah. We had lunch out there. There was nothing there. There was just some rice. There were potatoes, and I think there was mustard oil or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, our driver who came with us, he also walked up with us. He said, let me just cook this up for you, and just boiled everything up. I tell you, Kishan, it was the tastiest meal I've had, man. Mm. Up there in the mountains, fighting cold, good wind blowing, and then we had this, and it was afternoon, uh, late afternoon, and we had this piping hot meal, fantastic meal. But as you came back, and then you know, Mechuka, of course, is, has its own charms of beauty and photography, etc. So we did all of that, but these for me were the standouts. That's pretty interesting. 
So, uh, anything else apart from these couple of things? Uh, I mean, how long did you happen to stay down in five uh, days? Five days. Yeah. Is uh, so you you would suggest uh, five days is a good amount of time to spend in a place like Michuka, or would you? I think so. I'm always I've always been a proponent of immersive travel, which means. Go to a place, even if at first sight you see there's nothing in the place. If you stay there for two days, you get under the surface. There's so much more. There's so much stories, so many legends across all over small places everywhere in the world. Yeah. So I would say five days is good because you would at least want to do three of the treks that are there. Reasonable amount of fitness. You don't need to be a major trekker, etc. Reasonable amount of fitness is good enough. And how in the how steep are those not treks? Very, not very. One of them is steep in parts. But most of them are not very steep. Yeah. These are the mountains, so it's not like flat land exactly. But you're walking through the forest. There's very nice breeze. You're not getting, uh, uh, you're not sweating all the while. Mm. It's a very nice, beautiful uh, routes to walk through. Okay, all right. So one final question that uh, that I had was: Is there anything else close by that one can go down to from a place like Mechuka, or Mechuka is totally, you know? Uh, in a different in a different place where you know which is inaccessible to other parts of Arunachal. No, no, there are lots of it. There are lots of places. The Siang River itself, mm-hmm. as the Siang moves, uh, both sides of it are very picturesque. So all of that is fantastic. That so you can possibly come down. Maybe Along also has something something more to do. I didn't find anything much because I didn't stay there. I just stayed overnight in Along. Right. I'm sure there are connections that you can take from there to go into Tawang and so on and so forth. Um, if you have a lot of time, do all of that. But I would suggest don't do these whistle stop. I'll stay for one day and go. You won't really get impressed by the place. Hey, Anand, thanks so much uh, for uh, you know spending some time this evening and discussing uh, about Mechuka, which I, I I wasn't really aware of. Thanks, Kishan. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Do come back for more such experiences to the Beyonder Experiences Travel Podcast. Take care. Stay safe. Have fun. And whatever else you do, don't trip on the ocean.